This is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today I'm really excited to be talking to you from Idaho. I did get the move done for myself out there this weekend and uh, not really settled in yet but uh, had a little bit of time and thought I would get some great information out there on rocks, gems, and minerals for you guys so that you um, would have something to listen to during this time of the year. And this is what we're going to be talking about. Um, Dummerite quartz. We're going to talk about Dummerite quartz. We're going to talk about a deep purple amethyst that uh, set to sell for about a half a million dollars. We're going to talk about some discoveries in Luxembourg. We're going to talk about uh, something that uh, was written and proves that prehistoric animals lived with man, uh, at least to a reasonable degree, I think confident degree. We'll talk about the December birthstone. I think we've got an article on Oregon thunder eggs here, and we've got some information on spinel getting very popular, even more so maybe than rubies and sapphires. And we'll talk about a mine where all the workers are women and maybe even more. So before we get into it, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you've got a chance to look up uh, Radical Rock's YouTube channel, check out some of our field trips and reviews of different gym and mineral stores, and some of the lapidary stuff that we've shared in the past. We'll expand on that, and probably as I set up my shop, I'll probably do some videos in the next coming months to add to that. And as always, you have the podcast and the blogs. Join in our social media. If you go to any one of our blogs at the bottom of any blog page, you're going to have a lot of links. You can find that at radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com. All right. Let's get right into it. Um, let's talk about these Oregon Thunderstones, or Thunder Eggs, rather. This is uh, written on December the 3rd by Rockin' Jim magazine. They send an email out to uh, those who sign up for the email. I don't get any sponsorship from them, but it's a great magazine. I think every Rockhound should subscribe to. This article's by Antoinette Raw, and they have many, many pictures of different thunder eggs. And actually, it looks like what's a mosaic made of thunder eggs. Now, what's popular about uh, or common about the Arizona thunder eggs? Not all of them, but a lot of them have windows that are, uh, you know, very translucent, and the light would shine through them very well. And what they've done is they've actually made the shape of organ with all of these um, thunder eggs kind of cut to um, lock into each other. Really neat, really neat. You can see the light shining through it. These thunder eggs um, are very collectible uh, in Oregon. They come from about central Oregon in that area, and they were once... uh, Uh, spoken of being uh, eggs from the gods, from the Thunderbird. And uh, that's where that whole name came about and that claim that those were eggs from the Thunderbird god. Now, there's a story here about a member of the Mount Hood Rock Club who uh, really loves and appreciates Thunder Eggs from Oregon and has this wonderful display of them that you can go online and look at. Just go to rock, the letter N, gym.com, and uh, look up the Oregon Thunder Eggs article, the most recent one, and that'll pop right up. But um, he has selected many, many different um, specimens, and that was what I was telling you about in the beginning. Each of these uh, 
thunder eggs were cut to match one of the state's 36 counties and then um, you know adhesed together fit together to uh, form the state of Oregon pretty cool pretty cool and you can see this uh, like I said um, from that and there's several of them he's got one in uh, shade of pink one in shade of blue I'm imagining those must have been dyed but uh, if you want to check more of that out just go to rockandjim.com and you can sign up for their emails it's free I would suggest getting a subscription to their uh, to their uh, magazine now all women mining uh, this caught my eye. I was like, well, what the heck is going on here? You know, is there some particular reason or is there just no men around? But uh, this it was uh, one of the efforts to uh, reach out to a need in Africa, inside Africa's first mine where all workers are women, written by Abu Mabarka. And you can find that at the Face to Face Africa website. Inside Africa's uh, first mine where all women are workers. And basically what they've done here, this was written on December the 2nd, was they saw a need. There was a lot of women that did not have uh, any income. And this was meant to empower them, enable them to be able to, you know, provide for their families. Um, they're really hurting there in Africa. There's uh, in Zimbabwe, uh, there's a lot of people hurting. This uh, billionaire... Um, planned on mining platinum in Zimbabwe and after becoming a millionaire um, it, it looks like uh, he's he's giving back uh, some and helping women to be able to to work here there's about 30 women that are working here and um, it's really good that they can feed their families and you can see that at face the letter to face Africa.com. You can look that up if you're interested. Now, next spinel is named as a rising star among gemstones, even replacing to some degree rubies or sapphires because it's an alternative. Now, this was a press release by the Digital Journal at digitaljournal.com by um, Starlanka, which is basically a gem and mineral company that you know facets gems and sells probably jewelry and things like that. They write a lot of articles, but they're just showing some of the beautiful stones that they have here. If you want to look this up, it was written, it doesn't have a date here, but it should pop up if you put uh, spinel gems named as rising star among gemstones as ruby or sapphire alternative, star lanka, and that's one word. And they have some pictures here of this beautiful pinkish purple uh, colored called a bubblegum pink spinel. And it's 17.4 carats. This is a really rare one, kind of a one-of-a-kind. But when you think of the red and the blue and things like this that are available, um, it can be had for uh, oftentimes a reasonable uh, price. And you can look that up if you want to. But uh, there's quite a few. All right, sorry, I had a little interruption there. But anyway, the spinel is a great option if you want to get into um, some alternatives to rubies and sapphires. Now, here's a human interest story on uh, about a rock uh, show, a rock and gym show. It says, Rock On, 50th Annual Montgomery Gym Mineral and Jewelry Show at uh, Garrett Coliseum this weekend. And um, that looks like that has already passed, but uh, wished we could have got that in a little bit earlier, but they did have a nice gym and mineral show out there. 
we try to mention them when we see them. Okay, deep purple amethyst set to fetch almost half a million. They said they're expecting it to fetch um, 400,000 US dollars or more. And it was found in Uruguay, um, but it is going to uh, be sold in uh, Los Angeles at the Bonham's Natural History Sale in Los Angeles. And uh, we'll have to see how much that goes for. They're also going to be selling other fossils and things like that. That's on the Metro.News and uh, entitled the same as what we just mentioned. Now, believe it or not, uh, you know, people have argued whether prehistoric animals were alive when man was alive. And um, there's been pictures of dinosaurs and um, saber-toothed tigers and uh, mammoths and things like that. And there's actually been some debate as to was man alive at the same time. And um, there has been a few little pictures that have been found on caves and things like this. But this time... They found a wall that covers almost eight miles of a cliff face that really show some good pictures. These pictures were painted with the red okra. If you watch one of our old videos, Zach and I actually located uh, some red okra. And um, that was powdered and, and um, put into stones for writing. And uh, it lasts for a long, long time. Once it dries, it hardens and uh, can last thousands of years old thousands of years now they're claiming that these are you know like 10 12 13,000 years uh it's anyone's guess in my opinion those things are all debatable but the fact is is that they have some pictures that clearly depict um giant animals some of the animals that are very much identified here is a giant sloth early horse porcupine alligators and a prehistoric elephant such as a mastodon um, and there are tons of these. And there is going to be actually a TV show in this uh, if you like to see more about it as they discover it, as they try to interpret what they're looking at, you know, and imagine a giant sloth. Those creatures were like 10 feet tall, I believe, maybe even taller. Um, and they have it in perspective with a man. This is going to be a new Channel 4 documentary. Um, and the credit... Uh, for some of the pictures are Marie hyphen Claire Thomas Wild Blue Media Channel 4. So you can look that up at the sun.co.uk. Ancient cliff face paintings of lost mega animals wiped out tens of thousands of years ago, discovered, written by uh, Charlotte Edwards on uh, December the 1st. Okay. Now, five surprising discoveries were made. In Luxembourg, and uh, we're going to talk about a few of them. This is on today.rtl.lu, written by Christopher Wants, and um, some of the things they found are really kind of striking. And not just that they're old bones and dinosaurs, but they found them along with quite a few different things. They found the remains of more than 250 animals and objects dating back from ancient Rome to the third century and even uh, this fossil. So here they found um, a camel. They found these camel bones, and they're reconstructing them, trying to figure out how did this ancient, uh, you know, pretty ancient camel end up there, and um, different theories on that. They found this uh, another uh, plesiosaurus, 
which uh, kind of looks like a, an alligator when you look at the um, the fossil, but it's actually more of uh, it has fins uh, more than the the claws. I know alligators do kind of have fins, but uh, it has a bigger chest uh, and it has a very long tail and it swims. And they look, you know, kind of like a Loch Ness monster uh, is how some people describe it. But they found that. Um, they found these tiles um, showing descriptions of some of the ancient uh, poets, such as Homer, um, goddesses of poetry and other muses of uh, history, music, poetry, comedy, um, and different things like that. Dance, love, um, all kinds of wild stuff here. And then um, they did also find this very close to a copper mine, which contained uh, silver, copper, lead, uh, bismuth, and uh, selenium. And uh, pretty interesting that they made this discovery in a farm. Also, they found an ancient man. Uh, they said this is probably the oldest man from Lexburg ever. And um, this was the man was discovered quite a bit earlier, but in the same kind of area. Um, they feel this is an ancient man of the hunter-gatherer period. I don't know. I mean, if, it, if there's so much Roman stuff in the area, maybe it was that. But, uh, you know, they have their viewpoints on that. Okay, now, I want to get into one of these really neat articles. I did, I do um, get emails from the, uh, it's called The Searchers. It's a gym, rock and gym uh, mineral group in Orange County, San Diego area, and you can be a member to them. They have a, a, a newsletter called the Rock Slab News, and uh, they had some interesting information in here. They always do, but I uh, had some I wanted to share with you here. <clears throat> um, they do have a field trip coming up. They've got show date planned, but they talk about Dummerite Quartz, the rare blue quartz, and this Dummerite um, I guess it's it's really it, it's more like demortriate. I'm probably not saying it quite right. Um, demortriate. I think that's the better way to pronounce it. But what it does is it has all these demortriate inclusions. Uh, it's very rare. It's a super bright blue, um, and one of the um, when you get it of a high quality, it can really look quite spectacular. It can be in a range of colors. Um, but blue is surprisingly the rarest color. The Demetriite uh, responsible for that color, which can range from light to dark blue, in some cases uh, reddish brown, is um, a particular mineral that's in it, which is aluminum, uh, aluminum borosilicate, and that the hardness is typical of uh, quartz. It's about seven to eight and a half on the Mohs scale. That would be extremely hard. The average is probably about seven. And uh, it can form in crystals. Those are a little bit harder. The mineral was first described in 1881, named after a French uh, paleontologist, Edgar de Mortier. And uh, de Mortierite also has a few industrial purposes other than jewelry. Uh, it, because it is remarkably pure white in color when fired, it has been used for the production of porcelain and creamics and sometimes is mistaken for sodalite and has been used as imitation lapis, uh, lapis lazuli. Now, the gemstone, uh, Demortriite, is uh, a, a minor blue gemstones, which comes with inclusions in quartz. 
Most commonly, the color is blue or grayish blue, although pink, purple colors have been known. The Demortrite's durability combined with the hardness make it an ideal gemstone, but lack of transparency and often dull luster limit its use. Now, pure Demortrite gemstones are rarely encountered. Most lapidary grain Demortrite is dense blue inclusions of Demortrite with quartz. These gemstones are called by the confusing term Demortrite quartz, or may even be called blue quartz. The inclusions can be present throughout the quartz in splotches or zones resulting in light and dark blue colors. And um, with the more inclusions, um, then, uh, you know, this is going to have more character to it. Demortrite is a minor gemstone used mostly in cabochons and lapidary carving, also called the blue denim stone. And uh, there are several varieties, the Baha'i blue quartz and uh, blue moon quartz, uh, Demartrite quartz, natural blue gemstone of quartz, and uh, sometimes they uh, are not, uh, they usually are not treated or uh, enhanced in any way. It's just probably not worth really doing that to it. So, anyway, there's a little information on that I'd like to share with you. Check out uh, the Searchers Rock and Mineral Group and uh, get hooked up with them. Now, the best December birthstone jewelry. This article came in from msn.com and that's the title of it by Kim Parker about five days ago and she talks about uh, two gemstones, turquoise and um, just how ancient it is and how long it's been around and tanzanite um, as being these uh, stones for December. Now I've also heard of blue zircon being one for um, December as well. So those are your choices. I love turquoise, so I would be going with turquoise, but uh, any rock is always nice to have. Let's see if I missed anything. I do not think I've missed anything. I'm just going to keep it brief today, leave you with that, and uh, hopefully be able to do something in the next week or so as we are settling down and starting a new job and doing all those things. Um, we will not get quite as much content out, but we'll try to get a few things out there and uh, keep you entertained, keep you educated, keep you up to date with what's going on. So for that, remember, rockhounds don't die, they petrify.